Hey, Chosen Girl fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. We are two best friends passionate about having real conversations about where real life meets the gospel. Meet us here every Tuesday as we go to God's Word about different topics we all face. No matter if you're in the car or doing laundry around the house, we hope that you feel like you're sitting right across the table from us enjoying your Chick-fil-A sweet tea. Yes, girl. We would so love if y'all would take the time to rate and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget about our free resources on our Instagram and at thechosengirl.com. Let's get this party started. Hey guys, Sarah here interrupting your normal Chosen Girl broadcasting to drop a little Easter egg surprise in here with a promo code from our sister company, Poppy's Boutique. If you've heard me talk about my job or even how Chosen Girl got its start at all, then you've heard about Poppy's. Poppy's is a women's boutique that offers clothing and accessories, really unique styles for a not-so-boutique price. So, because you're a Chosen Girl listener, you're going to get 15% off your next Poppy's order with code CHOSEN15. That's CHOSEN, C-H-O-S-E-N, 1-5, in all caps, no spaces, on the Poppy's Boutique website. You can shop unique, affordable boutique clothing styles at shoppoppiesboutique.com. That's shop poppiesboutique.com p-o-p-p-i-e-s now back to our show hey guys welcome back to the tell me about it podcast we are so excited to be back for another tell me about it tuesday hello to our friends at youtube at youtube oh my gosh at at the youtube (laughs) how old are we We need like a sound effect thing. We do. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) That's the goal. I want to be the one in the corner pressing all the buttons. Yes. That's what iCarly taught us. Like we, I think that our generation like caught the tail end of iCarly. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. We were more of the, that's so Raven, Lizzie McGuire. Gladly. Yeah. And proudly. Zoe 101 on Nickelodeon was a big one. But iCarly was good. The rerun has been good too. I have not watched it. Watch it girl. Okay girl. Mm -hmm. I need to. But welcome back, guys. We are always excited to be with you. Thank you for Mm -hmm. listening to all of our episodes. If you listened to last week, we talked about being Mm hard-pressed. And, guys, it was just the weirdest, and I say weird, that's that's even a disrespectful term to use, but just nothing is coincidence that, that God had it put on our hearts. We had actually rearranged two episodes Mm -hmm. to talk about being hard-pressed and being under pressure and just kind of when the weight of the world feels really heavy yeah, to talk about that to launch last week. And then little did we know when we were recording that, that all the news of the horrible turmoil going on in Afghanistan right. would come out in the news. And then also on a more local level here in Tennessee, there has been some horrible flooding. I mean, I like think devastation. I like think we've lost disaster. 17 people yeah. as of this morning and 40 were still missing, um, and which is and it's in communities where I have friends and um, coworkers that live, and it's it's terrible. And I don't think, once, like you said, it was by coincidence that we reversed those. But we just ask that you be in prayer with us yes. for for those that are in Afghanistan, that um, those of faith who have received those letters saying, like, we know where you are, who are at risk for being persecuted, like true persecution. Yeah. Um, and for those who have lost um, family members and their homes and everything in these communities here in in middle Tennessee. Yeah. And it's really one of those moments in time that 
really puts everything into perspective. Yes. And not that, like, it's it's amazing to me that God's love is so expansive mm. that he still cares about if you're stressed out about starting school tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, if, you're, if it's your first day of a semester, or if you're dealing with family trauma or drama with a friend or relationship trouble. Like, mm-hmm. he sees it all. Um, but it is one of those moments to where my stress and my overwhelm is really put in its place um, so that I have the energy to pray for something so much greater than mm-hmm. myself. And that's our brothers and sisters in Christ literally fearing for their lives. Yeah. And and their lives will never be the same because of it. Mm-hmm. And, man, what a... the our, our pastor this morning at church, he was talking about how what a testament of faith to be able to stand up and say, I'm doing this for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if it, if it takes a turn for the worst, I'll be with him. Yeah. And I'm like, can I say that about my own faith? Can I say yeah. that? And, and say that with contentment and yeah. still be scared and still have the feelings that would come along with that naturally. But they know at the end of the day, they're going to stand before God and stand before Jesus. And Mm -hmm. we so often forget that with kind of our American dream tunnel vision of we're so busy and y'all, I can be selfish. It gets to be all about me. And fortunate. We're so privileged in so many ways. I couldn't help but think about um, a few years ago, I took a trip to um, Kenya and I got to stay in an orphanage that was a faith-based organization and work with so many others. And they really put into perspective that for so many of us that have honestly very comfortable lives, and I'm not mm. saying that every person in America is living comfortably, right. but um, that we are very, many of us are very fortunate that if God doesn't show up, everything is still okay. Yeah. But for so many, when they really call on, on God to show up, it's a life or death. He has to show up or yeah. it's not... You know, and it's it really puts it into perspective. It kind of brings out those, you know, first world problems. But for sure, we do have some of those. But in those moments, it's just an opportunity for us to be praying and being diligent about what we can do for our brothers and sisters in Christ and yeah. just being coming with a grateful heart for what we do have. Yes. Like, wow, God is so God is so good. But he places um, every single one of us where we're supposed to be. And one day I, I had a conversation with my dad who was a pastor. And I was like, why, why are some people born here in America? And why are some people born elsewhere? And he said, everyone is born where they're supposed to be. That will give them the best chance to come to know Jesus. Wow. I've never thought about that. And it really put into perspective that this is uh, that you are right where you're supposed to be. And even though some are in situations that are less fortunate than you, when you find out about their situations, that there's always something that you can do, even if it's just taking a moment to intentionally pray for them. Yeah. So we encourage you guys. We're praying. That's definitely on our prayer list personally and for Chosen Girl. But, you know, like we're going to be mindful and maybe send out some reminders on our Instagram of how we're praying, what Mm -hmm. we're praying for, and encourage you guys to be with us because we believe in power in numbers. Yes, we do. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about some Chosen Girl mail. Okay, guys. (laughs) We are so excited. I feel like it's like we need like a sound like. Chosen girl mail. Okay, I'm going to make one, and we're going to insert it here. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Okay, welcome to Chosen Girl Mail. Watch me to have, like, forgotten to do that, and y'all just heard, like, silence. That, that's probably what will happen, actually. But, um, oh, my gosh. I'm like dead. a jingle. Chosen girl mail. 
Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I was thinking about what was the in um Greece. Ding ding ding. Yes. <laughs> oh like, my gosh. <laughs> I love that Rado high. Yes. So we are just gonna paraphrase this chosen girl mail because it was kind of a longer situation. And y'all feel free to send that to us in our Instagram DMs. And we're going to start putting out, like, the little chat boxes on our stories, too, so that y'all can just write directly to us. But this week is actually a question that a lot of you guys have for us Mm -hmm. um, often. And it is kind of along the lines of witnessing, but in a more specific way of, like, representing our faith. So, Mm -hmm. in a nutshell, what happened is this follower um, of Chosen Girl... She had someone in her Instagram stories comment on how they don't really understand how they could believe an imaginary God who isn't proven to be true. Mm -hmm. And she, which I feel like this is like the most like precious response. So you go girl, Mm -hmm. like way to be the hands and feet. She messaged back or DM'd them personally. This was like on story. So she was able to swap up and DM this person. And she said, um, God still sees you and knows you and loves you. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. And also she said, thank you for the podcast. So girl, thank you for listening. We appreciate your support so much. Like means the world. And she was just wondering, like, was that good? Should she do more? Mm-hmm. But also it's really hard because if people in your feed are consistently posting stuff kind of mocking your faith or like not understanding like is it kind of making the situation worse to unfollow them Mm -hmm. so that you don't see those things like if it is making you angry or hurting you just to see the disrespect for our faith Mm -hmm. um and she was just wondering if she did the right thing yeah I think she did the right thing. And, you know, one of the things when it comes to how we're sharing our faith is that relational aspect. Yeah. So how close, it's like, how close are you with this person? Are you close enough where you can be like, hey, you know, you can you can share how a comment made you feel, like, respectfully. And For you sure. can say, I'd love to talk about that more. Or I'd love to share more about why I believe what I believe. Yeah. Um, and if you ever get in those, one of those situations, you're like, I need more. I need help. There's lots of help that's out there to, for, to give you some of the verses to back it up. But, um, I think oftentimes we can get sucked into this in my personal opinion. I don't think it's a great habit of when we go to defend our faith, it's Mm -hmm. like, we're just arguing about our faith. Yes. Instead of going to hear that someone has a real concern about, I don't understand how you can believe in a God that doesn't exist. But actually, there's a lot of proof that's out there, and there's a lot of science that's gone into these things. And um, yeah. I and mean, at the end of the day, it's faith. It, it is faith. And when I say science, I mean see. like historical, like documents oh, and things. Yes. Sorry, not just straight up. No, girl. But like, also, science proves like there's a creator. Life can't come from no life. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like telling someone, "Hey, God sees you and God loves you," but Ultimately, if that person's not in a place where they want to have conversations and you feel like you're under attack or it's not leaving you in a good place spiritually, emotionally, mentally, then I think it's okay to create that distance. But um, I never, I, I would definitely want to say that it's never okay to go off and attack somebody and belittle them for their beliefs because yeah. we don't want that done back to us. And it's always an opportunity to show the love of God. And so I think her yeah, comments were so right on point. I think, yeah, I, I was about to say, I think that it was completely sufficient. Mm-hmm. And something that you have to remember with social media and opinions 
is that no one ever converted to another person's opinions or beliefs by badgering or yelling or like, let me show you how right I am. Mm -hmm. And so you'll come be right with me. Like no one's ever been like, oh, you know what? You are right. Thank you. Like whether that's with politics or anything else going on. Like Mm -hmm. I've never seen Facebook comments or Instagram comments result in, thank you. I believe the way you do now. <laughs> Very good rude. day, sir. I'm sure like, it's like no. happened once. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But it's po- it's possible, but probably not going to see it. I know. So I think that that if you're in a similar situation and someone is showing, you know, doubt, and it may even come across as disrespectful. One, I think that a lesson that we can learn from that is to be careful what we post because yeah. we never want to seem cold, insensitive, or disrespectful towards someone else's beliefs or mm-hmm. opinions. So sometimes we've talked about this before, like us being too vocal about things in a harsh way mm-hmm. can push people away. Yeah. But when you love people, it draws them near. It's mm-hmm. like a magnet. So I think that you did the right thing. And there is a verse that I love. I can't remember. I think it's in Romans. It says, always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that the number one way to do that is through our personal testimony. Mm-hmm. You can try to say, well, this verse says this. Okay, one, if you're trying to defend your belief with verses in the Bible, they probably don't believe the Bible. So right. why would you do that? Like, that would be like someone coming to me trying to defend that mermaids are real, which is questionable. We'll get to that in another episode. <laughs> With a book yeah. written by a mermaid. And they're like, look at look at this book. It says this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I don't believe in mermaids. So why are you showing me this book? Yeah. And I don't mean like the Lord knows. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Like I'm not comparing. Like the Bible is a holy book. It is not a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. It is not a myth right. or a legend. It's not any of those things. It's mm-hmm. the living word of God. And so even though it is a historical text, maybe fighting a non-believer's disbelief with the word is not the best way to go i would try your own personal testimony yeah like say well you know i've not always gotten it right but this is where i've seen god work in my life so i used to xyz and now that i have god in my life i feel xyz and i have to take an account for my sin Mm -hmm. i need i am so broken and i'm a human and i'm in need of a savior yeah and the the only bridge to God through what I believe and through my faith is through what Jesus did as a perfect sacrifice on the cross. And no one's ever loved me that way. Right, right. And historically, we know that Jesus was a man mm-hmm. who was real. Historically, we see that a lot of things do line up in the, in the Bible to other texts in history. Mm-hmm. But I'm not here to argue theology. I'm not here to argue beliefs. I'm here to tell you my life has been changed by this unseen, invisible mm-hmm. God. And he is invisible. We mm-hmm. can't see him. But that's faith. Yeah. Like you can't see wind. You can't see love. Mm-hmm. You can't see joy, but you can see the effects that it it's has on people. like, did you know that they really don't fully understand how airplanes work? Yeah, I think about that all the time. When but I'm like they just trust that they work. An and they yeah. keep working, and so we keep doing it. Yeah. But it's unbelievable. We understand how a lot of parts of it work, but it's just like... It's like, you know, it's working. Let's just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but there, the, if... You, if you are trying to argue with someone, yeah, that's just not that's the just going to drive a, re- yeah. a wedge. So, but I would pray to yourself 
like, and to God, like, God, show me where I can show love with my words and my own testimony mm-hmm. to where I do represent you well when defending my faith. And you may be planting the seed that falls right into the right, into the the richest soil. You yeah. have no idea. Absolutely. And someone may come behind you and water it, and you may never see that seed grow into anything, but you planting it in obedience is is always number one. Well, and this is a great segue into what we're talking about today, mm-hmm. which thank you so much for your question, girlfriend. We love you, and we're so proud of you for yes. showing love. Thank you. Also, to answer the question, if you should unfollow them, if they are bothering you, like with these stories, I understand when you're clicking through and you're like, oh, there's my friend's baby. Oh, my friend just remodeled her house. Oh, there's someone acting ugly about Jesus. Just mute them. They don't know. Instagram does not send a notification. So if that's hurting your spirit, like, no, we don't need any toxic feelings, any feelings of, you know, hatred or you don't want to grow bitter toward this person. So Mm -hmm. if it's going to help you witness to this person better by not being angry with them, mute their stories. Yep. Mute mute their post. Check in on them every now and then. You can search them by name. Show some kindness. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, there is no shame in that. Nope. Absolutely not. So, segueing <laughs> into being nice to people still. Y'all see that this is something that's been weighing on Liz's and Liz's, Liz and mine's heart and minds lately, just with the temperament mm-hmm. of not only society, but Christian culture yeah. as well. And today, we're going to take some hot takes on hypocrites. Because we have all been one and we have all encountered one. This is so true. We're about to step on some toes. So, with... Being a good witness, even more than messaging Mm -hmm. people the right words, you better be living the right way. Because if someone sees you acting ugly in comments on social media or in Walmart or when someone won't give you cash back for a return at Poppy's Boutique. um, (laughs) (laughs) It's not personal. Yeah. I I don't know if that's ever happened, but I'm just making a guess. Um, (laughs) People are watching. Yeah. And it's important that if you had messaged someone, hey, God loves you and so do I, and I'm here for you if you want to talk. Now, y'all, we're not going to always be perfect. We're here to point to Jesus, but there are some very simple things that we can do with our life, with loving others and just showing kindness that can really help us back up those words. And we know from experience, the, mm-hmm. we, we know the girl with the message personally, mm-hmm. and she does show love. We mm-hmm. love her. So great job, girly. Yes. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about hypocrites today. And we're, uh, we were going to title this one modern day Pharisees because we loved seeing how Jesus dealt mm-hmm. with the same thing that we're kind of dealing with today on a different way, maybe yeah. even on a larger scale with, really just not practicing what we preach. Yeah. Like not just pastors, not just teachers or people in ministry, like people who just claim Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, and again, this is not to, to make you feel called out, but sometimes this is how you can call out yourself, but I'm going to dive right in and ahead, read girl. a couple of passages. Um, they come out of Matthew 22 and 23. And at the very end of Matthew 22, um, we have the greatest commandment, which is a verse that I have to remind myself of often. Um, and it's Jesus replied, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And then the second is like, is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And um, while Sarah and I were sitting here talking about this beforehand, it just hit me, kind of had a little gasp and everything to realize how this ties in with the next passage that I'm going to read. Um, 
which verses uh, 23, Matthew 23, 1 through 4. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. Mm. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. And so... We all know we. That's very simply. That's that, yeah. That describes a hypocrite. The word said it, not us. So that that's true. This is the word of God. But it <laughs> it hit me because at that point in time, when we look at the greatest commandment that has been given to us, and then secondly, they come right behind it and say, "This is how you recognize who is exhibiting hypocritic behaviors or hypocrite." I don't know. The, I might have said that incorrectly. Hello, English. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um but we know that love in that day was not a true love that was representative of Jesus. Yeah. Though they said it was. Yes. It was hypocrisy. Yes. The way that they went about it. And it's not how God intended for love to actually be. For the people that were his representatives on earth were behaving in a way that did not represent him well. Yes. And to be called for a second, you're like, oh, how many times have we exhibited love that we said that we were doing in the name of Jesus, that was not in a way that he told us to, that was not showing love of God and then love of neighbor second. Yeah, that's really discouraging because I think that we love to cloak hypocrisy as love or care. Like, mm-hmm. kind of like when we talked about during the gossip episode, like, oh, I'm not gossiping. I, I'm, tra- I'm telling you so you can pray mm-hmm. or so you can support them or whatever. And it's like, no, let's not try to stamp Jesus on our own insufficiencies oh yeah when it comes to our character Mm -hmm. um real quick just defining hypocrisy the practice of claiming to have moral standards or belief to which one's own behavior does not conform that's what he said so it's really and i I didn't make this parallel until just now when you're reading that Liz, Mm -hmm. and talking about it but if you think about the old testament versus the new testament Mm -hmm. and how the old testament you know, Hebrews and Israelites were under the law of Mm -hmm. God. So there were the Ten Commandments. And so God gave these Ten Commandments, and it failed time and time again that these laws did not hold up Mm -hmm. when it came to people keeping them to become righteous. So then there were sacrifices. And then one time God even had to send a whole flood to the earth because, which, thank God, he promised not to do again. Right. But the world had become so sinful, he was like, we just need to start over with a righteous family. And that's mm-hmm. what he did. And so there was Passover and the sacrifices and all of this stuff to try to make people right with God. And God saw from the beginning mm-hmm. when sin entered the world that that was a broken system, that that was not going to last long. Mm-hmm. So that's why he sent Jesus to be the perfect sacrifice for us. So now we're under the law of grace, not right. under law itself. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is literally, we're about to read some examples of how Jesus lived this out and called out hypocrites mm-hmm. with the Pharisees of that day. And even with the disciples, he called them out too mm-hmm. with their dumb and judgmental questions. Because y'all, we, even as disciples of Christ, like we are today, 2000 years later, yeah, we ask dumb questions that are judgmental. Mm -hmm. All the time, myself included. And so it's really cool to see the juxtaposition even in that passage. Like we're under love. Like the laws didn't work. Like doing this through hypocrisy, acting like you're awesome and acting like you've got all your crap together. Yeah. It's not going to work. And it never will work and it never did work. So that's why Jesus is like 
coming now, or he already came 2,000 years ago to make us right with God. So God sees us as righteous. And so that sin is called out for the heart issue that it right. is. Mm-hmm. It's not like, hey, I'm going to do all this in private, but I'm going to go volunteer where there were floods in in West Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, no, like, yes, thank you for volunteering, but also we need to deal with the root of your sin. Like, don't think that one outweighs the other right. or that it's overshadowed. Just like in that passage where Jesus says, Yes, you've heard it said, don't commit adultery. But I'm going to tell you, if you've even lusted after somebody, you've sinned. He said what and he so said. he's saying, I'm not saying you only sin when you actually commit mm-hmm. that sin. He's saying you've already sinned in your heart for yeah. having an ugly heart and ugly thoughts about people. And so it's it almost makes it personal. Like, yeah. It takes it from things that could have been seen by other people, but yes. the laws. Laws were observed. Someone could say yes or no. You either followed this or you didn't. Yes. But it takes it to that personal relationship. Yes. And it's like God saying, or Jesus was saying, like, it's not a body issue. Like, you're missing the force for the trees. Like, yes, physically, mm-hmm. having an affair with someone is a sin. But also, lusting after someone yeah. is also a sin. Mm-hmm. So you got to get your heart right so neither happen. That's right. So It's a personal call. So, yeah. So basically, if we try to get our hearts right mm-hmm. constantly, renewing our minds daily to be more like Christ, we're not going to be a hypocrite. Yeah. And the, here's the thing that just out of the verses that I just read, here are the three things that you can use to help identify if you are acting like a hypocrite. Um, and I encourage you to have self check-ins. Sometimes we need them or have friends that will help check you Mm. or family members or, you know, whoever. I know sometimes it's hard because you're like, oh my gosh, it stresses me out. But that's what we need to be better disciples of the gospel. Um, but they do not practice what they preach. Mm -hmm. They put burdens on others that they would not bear themselves. And this is one that you can I mean, these are all things that are very tangible. You can look yeah. at someone's track record, not by the words, but by their actions. Um, but they do things um, to be seen and honored by others. So they want to be set in higher places places than they than they should be. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that last one especially goes into verse 5 just a little bit. But when reading this, I was like, oh, my gosh, wow. And this is not, this is not a pass for for you to get on Facebook and be like, and all the, and all of the, or Instagram or wherever on Twitter and be like, you hypocrite (laughs) and start quoting scripture. But, um, I think it's really important. This, this is my own take, but sometimes we just need to mind your business. When I say, when I say mind your business, it's not saying that you can't hold, you know, someone who's in your inner circle, you know, to the standard that they've agreed to through faith. But sometimes it is much easier to work, work on your own plank in your own eye. And if you see that someone is struggling with something, something and you are personally close to them and it's an opportunity for you to be like, hey, this isn't honoring God the way that we've been called to. And I know that you that I know that you have subscribed to the same faith yes. and the same beliefs that I do. But I just want to let you know that this is how this comes across, not screaming wow. at people. You are a hypocrite. How dare you? And another thing we've already talked about expectations and all the things, but as a reminder, when we're talking about hypocrites, we can't take these set of rules and apply them to people who have not subscribed to our faith. That's right. So we're talking like non-Christian people, non-practicing Christian people, even if if I can go that far to say that. But seriously, it's like, we've said this analogy before. 
I have friends who are vegetarians, and I respect that they are vegetarians, and I'm almost like, good for you, because you are, you eat so much healthier than I do. <laughs> and they don't make me feel bad for not being a vegetarian, and I don't make them feel bad for being a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. So, because I have not subscribed to being a vegetarian. And I'm not going to start, I'm not going to expect them to eat meat when they come to my house. That's right. Exactly. Just like they, they may be kind and, ex, you know. And serve something at their house, but for me, we're only we're only responsible for our own actions. That's right. But I I love these verses here um, because it does help us un- understand when we may be having those not so great behaviors mm-hmm. um, that we can see. And so, if someone if you're seeing someone online or wherever that has that, I just encourage you to to take a moment and you know ask yourself like, what's your relationship with them? Is it is this a space like pray? Ask the Lord what you could you should do. Yeah, there's. I know that we, our first response is to turn to somebody to tell us what should we I do know. in the situation. I've been there. I've done that. Yes. But in those moments, um, just like our, our chosen girl male this week, you know, sometimes it's okay to, to seek. You're like, yes, I did this. Is this the right thing? Um, and of course, like afterwards, but asking God, Hey, just sharing some the truth of God. Yeah. God loves you. Sometimes that's, that's enough. But as we talk a little bit more about, um, about hypocrisy in in these verses, you can go all the way through uh, Matthew twenty three, and many of the of the sections start out. You know, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You shut the door of the kingdom and hev- of heaven in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will let those who are trying to enter. Um, and a lot of things say, you know, woe to you, woe to you. Um, and there's some really honestly insulting things that Jesus is saying. Yeah. But again, I want to draw back to. Literally, he said, love your neighbor, love God, number one, love your neighbor. And so we have to ask, are we loving our neighbors well? Yeah, because kind of going back to what does your track record of loving that person? Mm -hmm. Before you say God loves you, have you loved that person? Mm -hmm. Have you been kind to that person? And that doesn't mean you have to know them super well. It just means, you know, if I know I've been ugly to someone, I may not want to throw out a God loves you because they're going to be like, yeah, that's exactly why. I don't want to subscribe to your faith. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say that I could be the reason for someone not wanting to subscribe to Christianity, but I know I've slipped up. Mm -hmm. And all that we can do is try to do better and try to reconcile with those people. Yeah. Asking for forgiveness costs you nothing but your pride. Absolutely. Um, Do you want to dive into how Jesus dealt with some hypocrites? Yes, please. Let's do it, girl. Okay. So if you're at home taking notes, we're in John 8. If not, these are in the show notes. So. Mm -hmm. You can come back later if you'd like to. So we've talked about this story before, but it's when the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman into like, I guess this like circle in the center of the court. Yeah. And she was caught in the act of adultery. First question, me being the feminist I am, is where is the man at? Because it takes two to tango. That's right. But he's not here for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And y'all, I'm joking. I like, I'm a humanist. I love all humans. But also, where's the man? Okay need to know that <laughs> um i don't even know if humanist is a word i don't either but i'm here for it just i was just thinking up. that so they're talking to jesus jesus is there and they're like jesus this woman has been t-, or they say teacher i'm mm-hmm. like don't be calling him teacher if y'all are just trying to test him don't be sugar talking mm-hmm. jesus that's okay. what they're trying no. to do they said teacher this woman has been caught in the act of adultery mm-hmm. the it says in the very act which means you caught two like also, Again. this poor woman, like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. So it says, now in the law of Moses commanded us to stone such women. But what do you say? 
Mm-hmm. They were saying this, testing him so that they may have grounds for accusing him. But Jesus stooped down, and with his finger he wrote on the ground. But when they persisted in asking him, he straightened up, and to them he said, He who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw the stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, they began to go out one by one. Can you imagine the woman? I have chills. The woman just being there watching everyone leave. And like she had an advocate. You know what I think? Jesus. You know what I think Jesus was writing on the ground? Tell me. I think he was calling them out one by one. I think he. I what think if he was writing names <laughs> like just savage Jesus. <laughs> I don't think he was that. I don't think he was that. I think he was writing down the sins of those that were standing in the circle because he knew. Girl, and when you they know, saw what debate about that all the time, I know, and that's, that's just, a great argument. I'm just thinking. I'm like, because in this moment, he was not one to to shame people. I don't think mm-hmm. he was writing a name and a sin. But if you were standing in the circle with me. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, come on now. But if you're standing in a circle and you saw someone writing down your sin, that someone in this circle has done this, they're going to start asking, you know, but that's just what I think that he wrote down in that moment, down in the ground. But you're absolutely right about how in that human side, they caught the, they brought one. They didn't bring two people. They brought one person. And that Jesus said, let ye, like, let you without sin cast the first stone and he goes, if you forgot, in case you forgot, this is how it goes in my brain. I'm like, and he's like, in case you forgot what you did, let me remind you right quick. Right. Yes. And then it says he was left alone with the woman. There she was in the center of the court. Straightening up, Jesus said to her, woman, where are they? Did no one condemn you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus says, I don't condemn you either. Go on and sin no more. What does that say? If, if for Jesus to know um, the things that, I use this lightly, like we're worth that broke the law and yeah. knew we're wrong and he had no condemnation for them. Then how should we feel when others do the same? Wow. And how, what should our response be? Well, I wrote down the question, why do we judge people and why do we think we have the right to judge people? Oh girl. It's, I think it's a survival fleshy thing. It is. I wrote down, it's so much easier to look at other sin instead of facing our own makes us feel so much more justified in our sin. Mm-hmm. And then it. you said, I don't know if you know that I was like typing verbatim what you were saying. <laughs> said it helps nothing but brings a false sense of security and comfort to our flesh. It so it's does. It's true. It's true. It does nothing. It serves no purpose. It really doesn't. And, and I also wrote down the question, why did the Pharisees hate Jesus so much? Because he was a threat. That Yes. He held them accountable. Mm-hmm. Um... They, I'm sure, had tons of pride and jealousy. Well, here's the thing. They were losing followers to Jesus. For years and years, they've been, they've been displaying some of these hypocrite, these hypocrite, I don't even know. Hypocritical. Thank you. Yes. Sorry, y'all. I I swear I know English. She knows English better. No. Mm -hmm. Hypocritical. Thank you. Actions um, of not practicing what they preach. Um, by putting burdens on others that they weren't upholding themselves. Yeah. By, you know, trying to be put on a higher pedestal when they weren't worthy of it. They were doing all of these actions. And then suddenly someone comes who's walking the walk and talking the talk and someone's going to catch on to them. Right. It was a threat because they were, they were in high places. Yes. And that was a threat to their livelihood. Yes. And look at how Jesus dealt with the sin of the woman mm-hmm. versus how the Pharisees dealt mm-hmm. with the sin of the woman. And Jesus mm-hmm. had every right to judge. And he said, I'm not here to condemn you. Just go. And, and sin no more. Yeah, he's like, just 
just do better. I said, do better. Like, you got it. Like, you got this. Y'all, like, today we have on our do good shirts. Sometimes I'm like. We literally are twinning. <laughs> did not plan this. <laughs> nope, not at all. But we're like, sometimes just like, honey, do better. I know. That sounds okay. I, I, Sorry, I said that in my southern voice and it f- sounds very judgmental. But really, no, it's a. sometimes it's a call that I have to say to myself. I'm like, you need to get your act together. Well, it's grace. Like, hey, you messed up this time, but you're going to do better next time. Yes. It's okay. Yeah. Or my mother's um, way of saying it, get a grip. Yeah. She used to say that to me. Y'all, y'all need to meet my mother. Some of you have already seen yes. the episode with my mom, but um she some when I was a little girl, she'd be like, Get a grip. She'd be like, You're being being over dramatic or you're doing too much or like whatever. And sometimes we just need we need to read the word of God for Queen the, Mary. the word to literally be get a grip. Yes. Um a couple of more uh examples of Jesus dealing with hypocrites in his life. Matthew twenty two fifteen. Mm-hmm. It's talking, it opens up by saying the Pharisees were plotting together about how they could trap Jesus into what he, like in his words. Mm-hmm. And they're asking him questions about paying taxes. Yeah. And Jesus, it says that he perceived their malice. Mm-hmm. And I love how he had that. Of course, he was God wrapped in flesh and knew everything. But he's like, why? He said, why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Oh. Show me the coin used for the poll tax. They brought it in the denarius, mm-hmm. which is the coin. And they said, whose likeness is on this? And they said, Caesar's. He said, we'll render to Caesar's the things that are Caesar's, and to God give the things that are God. And I'm like, one, he calls them out, but calls them up. Mm-hmm. Like, And he's not afraid to be honest with them. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things about this, and one of our questions that we're going to talk about wrapping up in a second is how do we deal with hypocrites? Yeah. And notice he asked a lot of questions mm-hmm. like, you know, we're not God wrapped in flesh. So I don't know if I would like consider it wise to be like you hypocrite <laughs> <laughs> unless you like really knew that person. Now the Pharisees mm-hmm. did know Jesus. They mm-hmm. want, they wanted to be all up in his business because they couldn't stand him. Yeah. And he was really causing a ruckus for them and their comfort Mm-hmm. with the church and with the rules that they had set in place yeah. for a long time. Um, but moving on, uh, also loving followers of Jesus, like the disciples, can ask really dumb and judgmental questions as yeah. well. So in John 9, Jesus is encountering a man who had been blind since the day he was born. And immediately the disciples say, Rabbi, who sinned? But like he's born blind, was it him or his parents? Mm-hmm. And y'all, I know that we can ask such dumb questions about, oh, did this happen in your life? Because do you think God was punishing you for this? Well, remember, we're moving from that from the law where that's how things yes. used to happen. Yes, and two thousand years later, we still don't get it. Yeah, we're like, and Jesus answers and says, "This happened so that the works of God may be displayed yes. in Him," mm-hmm. and. He heals the man, and and of course the man's life is dramatically changed, and he gives all the glory to Jesus for it. Mm-hmm. And we still, even after knowing what we know about Jesus from his word, maybe it's because we don't know it well enough, right, dogging on myself really quickly, but we always go to the most judgmental or the most, like we try to make sense of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we end up saying very hurtful things to people. And it could result in them turning away from God. Like, yeah. first of all, why are the disciples asking this right in front of that man? 
like, gosh, that poor man. I'm like, can you please mind your business? Like, I'd be like, I can't see you, but if I could, I'd right. be laying hands we on y'all. We can now. Like, He's like, yes. you better watch it. I can't like, see Now that you. I can see you, we've got beef. Like, why are you asking <laughs> questions about my sin or my parents' sin? But, um, but yeah, sometimes I feel like this sounds so simple. We just don't think things through. No, that's we true. We just don't use our brain. We immediately jump to assumptions and conclusions as if we have never been the person mm-hmm. on the other end of that criticism. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is here to remind us, no. What about when, like, he, he reminds the Pharisees in the first encounter we talked about, no, don't you, don't you remember your sin? Mm-hmm. Look at what you did. And in the second encounter, no, don't you remember that we respect our authorities? Yeah. And it's not about tit for tat. It's mm-hmm. just about respect yeah. and about common sense. And in this one, his encounter with the blind man and the disciples, like, no, there may not always be a reason for the bad things that happen to mm-hmm. us, but sometimes they can bring glory to God. And that's enough. That's reason enough. Yeah. And I know that's really hard. Mm-hmm. But um, bottom line is, I feel like what we do is, when we are, you know, kind of dealing with the question of what do we do when we're the hypocrite, which will happen mm-hmm. at some point in our lives or has already happened. If you've, if you've got a great testimony story and, mm-hmm. and you're checking your heart and you're, <laughs> you're renewing your mind every day and staying humble, you know, yep. like we got to humble up y'all, but that's right. saying, how do we not become a hypocrite or how do we keep from becoming a hypocrite? It's, it's just not missing the forest for the trees. It's, it's knowing your actions and re- and checking your own heart. Yeah. Now, good habit. Um, this probably seems like a very like habit. Of, now that I'm saying it out loud, like of an anxious person, but I do it in good faith. That if I'm gonna question or you know feel any type of way about somebody else or their actions, I first have to take a moment and look at myself. Yeah. Would I do that? Have I ever done that? What, if I have done that, what do I wish someone had said to me instead if they ever said anything to me? Yeah. And you have to keep that same energy when you mess up. Yes. And you find yourself on the other side. You've got to discard every bit of pride. Yeah. And I think that it's important, like, if we're being honest and real with ourselves, it is so easy from a human, like, flesh point of view to compare other sins and be like, well, I didn't kill nobody. You know, like, like, stop, stop doing that. Yes. Like, seriously, we have to say, like, if you're having trouble pointing out your own sin, ask God to help you. Say, God, show me daily where I mess up. And I promise you, Mm y'all are going to feel that loving hand of conviction Mm -hmm. from God. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, God, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Like, I've got a big mouth. Yeah. Or like, I have a horrible mind when it comes to thinking things about people. Yeah. Like, your sin does not have to be physical, Mm -hmm. like Jesus said. And... A lot of sin is unseen. It, well, it, it all not, starts in your heart, yes. in your mind. And it doesn't even have to be the unseen, like you did this in your bedroom. I'm not talking about physically mm-hmm. unseen. I'm talking about in your heart unseen, mm-hmm. like the ugly parts of your heart. Yeah. And God wants us to keep in check with that. One, because he knows that will only grow. Mm-hmm. But two, because he knows we are sent to be his ambassadors. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. If, what else do we have to say about this? What oh you my got, gosh. Girl? I'm like, I feel like there was something I was going to say. Y'all, don't you hate it when that happens? Yes. Um, one of the verses that I know we we talked about 
two weeks, I guess two weeks ago, when we originally had planned to do this this episode. But yes. um, whenever you were talking about, you know, let Caesar have what is Caesar's, it brings up back up the law. So we're yes. talking about how we went from having the law to really from law to love. But where does that leave the law of the land? I think is sometimes how we feel. And especially when we yeah, start to, hard. to consider our current climate of what's happening in the world Girl around us, what are we called to? Yeah. And so, um, in Romans 13, if you start one, I love Romans. It's just, it's a wonderful book to start, Beautifully written. but, um, in Romans 13, um, it's, it's titled submission to government governing authorities. And here it says, you know, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities for their, um, is no authority except for that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, um, whoever revels against the authority is reveling against God, who God has instituted. And those who will do so will bring judgment on themselves. And so when we start talking about hypocrisy and we're talking about who has subscribed to faith and where what is our role in it, in it all, I think it's important to realize that the what is what is Caesar's to Caesar's the the government is one thing you can't control it God is in control but yeah. what we can control is ourselves that's right and how that's we respond the to the things thing we can control yes and how we respond to the things that are going around us as long as we're honoring God and we're doing we're being obedient to His word we don't have to worry about the other stuff that's right girl say that again you don't don't worry about it that's so don't good. worry about it the gov- be obedient. If the law says this, this is what what the governing authorities say. Yes. God told us to literally be obedient to that, and that's our job. Yes. You don't obedient. have to worry about any anyone else's obedience to the church, to the government. Once again, I mean this lightly, but also seriously, worry about yourself. Yes. <laughs> sometimes we sometimes we need a reminder, that's and like, so oh good. yeah, I've got plenty of work I can do on me. Yes. And cue the song by Mandy, so unfinished. <laughs> yes. I'm just unfinished. Yes. That's so good. The Lord ain't done with neither We're one gonna of us. We're going to manifest her coming on the podcast. I love her. So much. We got the privilege to hear her speak earlier oh this my year, gosh. and it was really wonderful. She's I appreciated wonderful. her transparency and her testimony. I'm praying that I run into her at Publix yes, in Nashville y'all, one day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she lives literally down the road, so just down the road. Right. But, guys, I think we're done. Yeah. That was... <laughs> No, that was, that was everything. And the yeah. lesson about hypocrisy, again, do you do you. And when I say you do you, you do what you, God has called you That's to do. right. Yes. And don't worry about the rest. Yes. If we, if we do that and do what God has commanded us to do first, mm-hmm. everything else will come so much more simpler. Because mm-hmm. yeah. loving people is hard sometimes, but when we're linked up with God, it's a whole lot easier. Don't get lost in the woods of, of someone else's mess. That's another song. From Frozen 2. Right. I'm here for it. <laughs> well, guys, I hope you all have an awesome week. Next week is guest week yes. on Chosen Girl. We're so excited. So, yes, our first guest of season five. So crazy. I know, girl. So we'll see y'all back here then. Uh, y'all make sure to write into us Chosen Girl mail so we got a question for y'all next week. Yeah. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Love y'all. Love you guys. Bye. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.